Welcome to module three, how to get service users in before you start running your business. In this module, we're going to cover making contact with local authorities, networking, marketing, spot purchase or contracts with local authorities and bid writing services. So the main question people ask when thinking about setting up a supported living scheme business is, how can I get supported living service users? This is an essential question and you need to begin to start looking at this early in your business development. Also by now, you can see that there's already some expenditure just to set the business up. So the first thing to do is to contact local authorities. The local authorities have lots of information for you to provide services to them. Inquiries should initially be directed at your local authority where you intend to operate. Local authorities should guide you. You may want to speak to their homelessness team or resettlement team. It's essential that you do some research and planning as part of your business plan and there's no point in thinking, if I build it, they will come. Have a business plan that covers objectives, strategies, sales, marketing and financial forecasts. As part of your CQC registration, you'll need to show how you will be financially stable and where your work will be. Utilise an early discussion with the regulator, the CQC, prior to setting up. As always, we're going to give you information to where to go and find information. And at this stage, we're going to look at examples from the Freedom of Information Act, which you can find online if you Google. But we're suggesting you go to the government website, legislation.gov.uk, and look up Freedom of Information Act. And from that information, we're going to suggest you do some mail shops. And in your mail shops, you ask questions, including pricing. This will help you. So we've done a search and we're looking at someone who's made a request to Harrow Borough Council. I wish to make the following freedom of information request about children leaving care services in Harrow. Is there a current demand for children leaving care 16 plus supported living services? Is there a current demand for children leaving care 16 plus with mental health services? What is the upper and lower weekly cost for children leaving care 16 plus supported living services? Please advise what the name, email address and telephone number is for the individuals who are responsible for children leaving care placement and procurement. What is the process commissioning children leaving care 16 plus supported living schemes? So in a response, the Borough Council has replied, answering the questions. Dear Mr White, thank you for your request of, for information received on the 19th of July 2019. This request is being handled under the Freedom of Information Act 2000. I can confirm that the information requested is held by Harrow Council. I have detailed below the information that is being released to you. And as you can see, they go through his questions and they give feedback. Quite specifically, they say the price ranges, contact details, and also information about their tendering process. 
Now, this is a really key instrument for you to use, the Freedom of Information Act. And as I said before, read about the Act and then do some searches in your local area for your local authority. As we said, you'll need a business plan if you want to secure investment or a loan from a bank. It can also help to convince supported living clients, local authorities, agencies that you are a viable business. A business plan should include all the necessary work to be completed and get your supported living scheme registered with the CQC. Okay, so a business plan will help you to clarify your business idea, spot potential problems, set your goals and measure your progress. And if you have done the research that we've just suggested around the Freedom of Information Act, you will know your pricing structure. Networking. Make contacts with and work in partnership with local authorities, health authorities, multidisciplinary teams and the wider community to ensure the best interests of service users. It's acknowledged that the involvement of families and carers in the lives of service users is of the most importance and therefore is significant. So you really need to think about this in your business. How are you going to include the families and the carers of your service users to help shape and form your service, your service so it is person-centred? Here are some suggestions on how you can go about getting service users by precise networking. Have an open event. Invite the people you know from the local authority plus local councillors, as well as people from places where you worked as a volunteer or as a member of staff. Ask local GPs and anyone else you know that might be interested, including representatives from certain areas of the community. Ask your local newspaper to come and encourage them to bring a photographer. You may even consider con contacting some bloggers and social media influencers to attend the event. Here are some suggestions on how you can go about getting service users by precise networking. When people come from to your event, for instance, a local councillor, show them around and ask them who they think you should be speaking to in the council. You might also try to make contact with the learning disability leads in the local clinical commissioning groups and your nearest NHS trust. You need to build up a list of contacts who you can stay in contact constant touch with, as well as your local councils, you might also begin to market your facility to the local area. The, the key thing in all of this is to be talking to the people who make the decisions about supported living. With regard to marketing, be everywhere online. Create, claim and update, update all the local business listings and profiles. In addition to your website, be sure you maintain an updated and active Google local business listing, a Facebook page, and any other site that offers local profiles for your industry. When a user searches for my town and your service, ensure that they see you everywhere. This builds trust and authenticity. Put a face to the service. In a small local market, your service can stand out by putting a face to the service. People have an easier try time trusting when they know who's behind the curtain. So make sure to get out in the community, introduce yourself and interact with others. 
If you put up local ads, consider adding a photo of yourself as well. Volunteer. The best way to be noticed in a small community is to be a great community member. Be present, support causes that matter, and make an impact over the long haul. When you make an impact, people will notice you and in the process, learn about your business. Send out newsletters to all potential clients. The best way to market your service in local markets is to be placed in a newsletter that's available to consumers in restaurants, vendors, coffee shops, etc., and place where you, places where you can find potential clients. This professional ad will allow you some good credibility and visibility in the market. Use direct mail. Millennials love direct mail and it works on a local level to target those specific customers and prospects. Does so in a way that covers a significant territory for relatively little money and high return. Attend local events and they also include events such as the ones that local authorities put up when put on when they're looking for providers. Local events like conferences, trade shows and markets provide a good way for a small business to get noticed in their community. They can personally interact with locals and start building trust. Distribute flyers and buy local ad space. It's a good idea to make yourself known to the community using traditional marketing materials will allow you to accelerate the growth of your service and bring in the local traffic. Often these ad spaces are easy to work with and will give you a good boost. Google ads also help you cover the search intent traffic that is already looking for you. Create helpful videos. Through Facebook ads, you can easily target people in a local community. Instead of creating a traditional ad that tries to make a sale, try creating helpful videos for your community that position you as someone of value. At the end of the video, tell them what you do and where you, they can find you. Embrace branding. In many cases, small local businesses are more likely to be relaxed and not focused on heavily on brand identity. If you want to stand out from everyone else, then you need to identify your brand identity and stick with it as your service evolves. And finally, sign up with some agencies such as homecare.co.uk, Care Choices, and also the NHS. Again, we've given you the links so that you can go and do your own research. Now we're going to cover spot purchased or contracts with the local authorities. The two types of contracts that we're going to cover that you need to know as soon as you start out. They are block contracts and spot purchase contracts. A block contract is one in which a care or support provider is commissioned to deliver a service to a class of service user over time. The service users are not specifically named individuals. The commissioned care or support is available to anyone who uses the service from time to time over the period of the contract. An agreement to purchase a specific quantity of a service that can be used by a number of people at a specific price. Spot purchase contracts are different. A spot purchase contract is an arrangement made under which a local authority procures care or spot purchases for a specific individual. The contract is between the authority and the service provider. An agreement to purchase a specific service for a specific individual at a specific price. A spot purchase contract is the alternative to a block contract. So 
we're going to use this information that we got from MR Associates on an example of a block contract. A hostel for single homeless people has a block contract to provide support to 20 people at any one time over three years. Turnover is rapid and service users tended to stay between three and six months. So at the outset of the contract, no one knows who the 20 service users will be from time to time. People will come and go and as many as 300 different individuals might pass through the service over the three year contract period. But the hostel has the capacity to support whoever is its current cohort of 20 service users may be at any time. The alternative to a block contract is a spot contract, where a service is commissioned for a specific person. Okay, so we've given Sue more information about eligibility um, and how the local authorities set their block contracts and their spot contracts up. Now we're going to move on to using a bid writing service to get contracts. A bid is a tender, a proposal or quotation submitted in response to a solicitation from a contracting authority. By law, government agencies are required to issue bids publicly whenever they are in need of a specific product or service. This is standard policy in order to prevent insider bidding where companies are being awarded contracts secretively. It's also beneficial for the government agencies itself. It creates competition, resulting in lower prices for them. Why use a bid writing service? A bid writing service will have experts that will take care of all the writing points. They will provide you the exclusive bid content that can help you win contracts and tenders. Here we put together some important issues and points about winning bids. Go to this, you will see why it's essential for you to have the support of a bid writing service to get these contracts. And finally, we're going to give you a list of services and resources which we have looked at within this training, within this video, and for you to go and do your further research on. Please visit our health and social care recruitment website at gardnerrecruitment.com or click the link provided in the description.